Hi, this is Sandhya Mendonca and you're listening to my podcast Spotlight with Sandhya. Writers, scientists, artists, business leaders, politicians, you will find them and many other engaging people right here talking about what they do and how it impacts the world. Today, I'm talking with Rajiv Raja, a flautist and the founder of the jazz band the Rajiv Raja Combine. He's also the founder of Brand Music, a company that makes musical logos. Rajiv and I are from the same college in Bangalore, St. Joseph's College of Arts and Science, and he used to be quite the sensation at college fests. He moved to Mumbai several years ago where he became famous in advertising and the jazz circuit. But two loves and one person can be pretty tricky. And when he had to choose, music won hands down. And it also led to a business venture that's bringing in the moolah. Rajiv was in Bangalore recently where he and his band performed four sold-out concerts. We caught up for a chat about what inspires his music and life. Rajiv, how would you describe your genre of music? Well, I'd call it world jazz or ethno jazz, which really means it is inspired by jazz, the form of jazz, but also includes uh, various elements from different ethnic strains. So it could be Latin America, it could be India, it could be Eastern Europe, could be Africa. So I think world music or ethno jazz would be a good way to describe my music which is really an organic blend of the music of various ethnicities i would hesitate to call it fusion because while it is a fusion technically uh, but fusion is been a much uh, you know <laughs> abused word and today uh, people have a wrong impression of fusion which is really just about uh, you know it's like uh, just getting Uh, two music of two different cultures sort of coming together that's not really what my music is all about i think it's a seamless blend of various musical cultures coming together in a composition which really reflects all my influences as a musician right the time uh, from the time of growing up you know all of us have so many influences so for me music was there were indian influences there were jazz influences there were western pop and western rock influences uh latin and uh, yeah sure so all of that comes together so world jazz or ethno jazz that's how i'd classify my music rajiv how has your music evolved over the years how has my music evolved over the years well i think it's kept pace with my evolution as a musician which really has grown over the years it's just like um, growth in any aspect of life where uh, i think now i've reached a stage where all the hard work all the experience all uh, the wonderful learnings of performing with so many great musicians are all coming together it's reached a stage of where music is is more about uh, expressing myself rather than uh, impressing 
the audience in, in the sense the audience is very important but the the my motivation is to actually express my musical soul my musical essence and uh, touch the audience in some way through that so it's not about uh, sort of showing the world my skill or skill sets but it's it's really about using the music to reach out to people and i think that's really uh, where one has evolved and arrived at today what's interesting rajiv is that you play with many musicians and they seem to vary at times so what's the secret sauce that you seek in a musical collaboration you know when i started uh, rajiv raja combine i had a modular concept in mind that there would be a core group of musicians who understood the space that i was coming from and were willing to join me in the journey of uh, expressing that kind of music why modular because uh, i would keep changing the satellite musicians depending on you know the concert or the occasion or the event while uh, in essence there would be a core of musicians that, that were regular and part of the band there are also other musicians who would join in depending on the kind of uh, event so even uh, our shows in bangalore we had uh, for example at uh, when we played at rcb cafe it was more a jazz rock kind of you know concert where we kept the audience in mind and the feel of the cafe in mind so we thought a jazz funk and jazz rock would fit in it was still called the rajiv raja combined jazz explorations Uh, tour but uh, for example at the bangalore international center we also added vinayak on tabla and chandana on vocals because uh, uh, that is from the indian classical space so that really brought alive the entire more ethnic original compositions that we were doing for uh, bangalore international center so that's really the whole idea what is the secret sauce i would say uh, I think very important is to have musicians along with me who are playing for the joy and passion of expressing the music expressing my compositions collaborating I think collaboration is very important collaboration uh, collaborating with their heart and soul and uh, transcending a sort of commercial interest <laughs> while of course commercialism is we all have to live by our music but uh, I think the intention should be about creating something beautiful something sublime for ourselves for each individual musician as well as for the audience so i think the secret sauce uh, that i'm expecting really is collaboration is uh, spontaneity is improvisation and above all a, a sense of humanity uh, respect for each other understanding for each other and uh, yeah just joyousness of uh, loving every every bit of the music that we play Yeah that's that's really what it's all about. You know at your recent shows here in Bangalore you played a number of songs from your last album Cosmic Chant which came out in 2013 and I remember it topped the iTunes charts for several weeks. Now you also gave us a taste of the songs that will feature in your next album. I detected some joyous notes in these songs. What's the reason behind it? Yes um, at the Bangalore International Center concert we did play some songs from a previous album Cosmic Chant but we also 
previewed some from our upcoming album, which I'm going to title Jasplorations. And uh, I guess um, the whole idea with Jasplorations, as with Cosmic Chant, was to express the various, various influences of music that have struck me about uh, joyousness, the joyous notes. Yes, some of the compositions in Jasplorations are indeed joyous. Uh, if you if you take Sevilla, for example, it's it's a very joyful kind of expression. Uh, even even if you take uh, Farka's Charka, that's also has has a lot of joy and you know upbeat. But at the same time, if you take compositions like Croatia. Those are not coming from a joyous space, but they're, they're coming from a sense of nostalgia, even melancholy, uh, especially Croatia. Or if you take uh, Devgad, there is uh, a lot of nostalgia that is expressed in a very, very haunting melody. So um, I would say... It is really an exploration of various uh, emotions that the audience, we would like the audience to journey through. Uh, emotions from from joy and exhilaration and delight to happiness to uh, a feeling of peace and calmness. For example, Sanjeevni uh, is uh, meant to evoke a sense of peace and, and calm in those who listen to it. Almost healing kind of music. So uh, it is really an acknowledgement of all the emotions that we do go through in our lifetime and music is something that can really evoke different you know sets of emotions and we are just trying to express or evoke the continuum of emotions the different shades of emotions that we all experience in our life and this this was really music trying to capture that so i would say it it's uh, the the notes in the new album or jazz explorations is going to be much more than just joyous is going to be multi-dimensional emotional feels or uh, emotions being evoked through different compositions and when is the next album jazz explorations coming out rajiv it should be out if everything goes well by mid year but definitely by the third quarter of uh, 2023 uh, we are already planning how to execute it we are going to put down all the compositions in a structured manner so that when we get into studio we can hit the ground running and uh, actually get into recording it so yeah mid or towards the third quarter of 2023s when the next album will be out bombay or mumbai is the mecca of advertising and the arts would you attribute your success to moving there rajiv well moving to bombay was certainly a very very challenging and exciting uh, thing for me as you know i was born and brought up in bangalore which uh, in my school and college days was a lovely beautiful but sleepy t- little town uh, and i wouldn't say lazy but the laid back <laughs> kind of attitude was what we all grew up with and we were quite content with you know where we were and what we were doing but bombay re- definitely just threw me into the the big machine as it were and i wouldn't attribute my success to moving to bombay i'm sure i would have i mean had whatever degree of success even if i had stayed on in bangalore but uh, bombay uh, certainly i think for when i moved for advertising uh, it was certainly the mecca of advertising and you rubbed shoulders with giants you you were 
uh, inspired by some incredible talent around you you met so many incredible people yeah sure and uh, so advertising wise yes it was a great move because the best in class was happening in bombay but uh, what i also found that even in terms of music i was fortunate enough to play with some really really giants of music including uh, shankar mahadevan fazal qureshi taufeeq qureshi in my initial years soon after i moved i i played with fazal qureshi's band surya which had uh, uh, shankar which had taufeeq qureshi which also had um, i remember salim of today of salim suleiman fame etc etc so on both fronts both advertising and music i was playing with the best and over the years i've played with so many so many incredible musicians including louis banks gino banks and i've uh, been doing concerts regularly at the ncpa and uh, i even had the good fortune to uh, jam with the trumpet legend arturo sandoval uh, at the ncpa when he came down and wanted to collaborate with uh, indian musicians so uh, all of that uh, put together yes i would say in retrospect moving to bombay was probably the best thing that happened to me uh, because it suddenly widened my canvas and really really you know i had to run very hard to <laughs> to compete in in mumbai but uh, all in all it's been a fantastic journey and no regrets at all on the other hand coming back to bangalore every time whenever i visit it's always a pleasure lots of memories and many great times but one should not forget that bangalore set the base for my success in mumbai and i got my foundation in bangalore because of the atmosphere the people the uh, you know love for the arts music theater i got all this exposure which helped me in both in my advertising career as well as in my musical career when i came to bombay so bangalore was the foundation that uh, set the foundation uh, for my uh, subsequent flight in mumbai so it's it's really a combination of uh, the two cities i would never attribute mumbai alone yeah it may have been the catalyst but uh, bangalore set the foundation rajiv you managed to balance two careers advertising and music for a long time almost 25 years why then did you quit advertising oh my god that was uh, <laughs> quite a tightrope walk i did for 25 years but it was a fantastic ride you know when i uh, was in bangalore we had a band called colossus and uh, even before that a band called imbroglio almost impossible to pronounce but it was uh, all of that that kept my passion for music totally alive because it was in college that i really discovered music uh, in st joseph's college bangalore while i was in bishop cotton school uh, in bangalore i was more of a cricketer than a musician but actually then when i got out of college it was the the usual sort of dilemma do i take up music full time or uh, get a job the dilemma was sort of solved for me because my history professor actually told me a friend of his runs an ad agency and you know why don't you go and meet him and So I got my first job in advertising in Bangalore almost even before I uh, finished my final year degree. So uh, well, 
I, I just stumbled into it and luckily, you know, the profession had very creative side to it. So I took to it like a duck to water and, uh, you know, I became a copywriter and then and I moved to Clarion in Bangalore. But I kept my music going right through and I think that was the fantastic thing that really happened to me. I consider myself blessed that I could actually virtually run two careers. Now, my advertising was my main career. It was my bread and butter but I never felt like it was a job that you know I didn't like and just had to do for the sake of bringing bringing home the bacon as it were uh, so it was a very exciting very beautiful lovely field highly creative because I had to create you know lots of campaigns for uh, different brands and uh, but I, one thing is that the music could never leave me I could never leave music but more importantly the music never left me and uh, even if I, you know, because of the pressures of work, I had to stop uh, playing sometimes for maybe months on end, not regularly playing, but uh, always some concert or something or the other would call me and uh, I would get back to performing. But I did that for 25 years and uh, it was it was fantastic because... There were so many learnings from the world of music that I uh, could incorporate into my advertising space, especially when I became a creative leader and had to, you know, manage a team. It was much like managing a band. So, you know, the collaboration, the friendship, the bonhomie that you create with your team, the trust that you have in each other, all of this you get from a band uh, of musicians. And that helped me in my advertising and vice versa, all my creativity in advertising, the concept of branding, how to brand myself as a musician, how to promote yourself, uh, how to market yourself as a musician. All that came from the world, my exposure to advertising. And uh, so both ways, uh, it, it really helped. Why did I quit? Well, I reached uh, a certain stage in my life when I was National Creative Director of DDB Mudra. And I found that I couldn't manage this balance any longer because now I was getting very senior, you know, up the total pole and uh, I couldn't find the time for music because you know you're going in for a multi-million dollar pitch and at that time uh, being the leader in a sense of the entire gang I could hardly say hey I've got a concert tour and I'm going away for two weeks right so I had to take a call more importantly I found that uh, there were certain concerts where I was playing with some really really you know good musicians in Bombay full-time musicians who were playing full-time and I found that I to it, according to my own standards I wasn't measuring up because I wasn't able to give enough time to my flute and the the flute is my primary instrument so um, it was a moment of introspection that's when I decided look I've got to decide between advertising and music and the music won out because <laughs> it was it's it's truly my life it's I mean I breathe music I live music I, I'm thinking music 24-7 so so, um, yeah, so the, the choice was pretty easy, but the, the decision was pretty scary, <laughs> right? What you're doing now, Sonic Branding, that sounds very interesting. How did you get the idea to do that? Well, I just told you that, uh, you know, once I quit advertising, though I loved my music and the music that I play, which is ethno jazz or world jazz, really, you know, wouldn't have uh, been able to feed the family, if I were really honest. I have a wife and two daughters. My wife, uh, luckily, is working. So I could take the plunge and that 
salary check that used to come in every month. Well, I could, you know, manage without it for a time. But at this stage, a stage of my life, I couldn't start from scratch again, you know, doing tours with the kind of minimal income that um, kind of genre of music that I'm playing would bring in. Uh, I'm not, I don't play Bollywood music. So, you know, if you really want to make money, that's where the money is. So uh, just being practical. And then the whole question of how do I monetize my passion? I had worked on brands for 25 years, 25 years in advertising. I had also not let go of music for 25 years. So it was really these two worlds coming together, the world of brands and the world of music. And therefore, 10, 11 years ago, a little ahead of our time, I conceived of this whole concept of sonic branding, which already exists. But we went much deeper into it. We went into the science of sound, how sound affects human emotions. And then we linked it to the personality and values of a brand, thereby creating a unique, unique identity for brands, a sonic identity. I also created a term called Mogo or musical logo. So I say that every brand in this day and age needs a logo as well as a Mogo because uh, sound is becoming so important for brands and they must have a unique sonic asset associated with them. That really was how, you know, this whole sonic branding journey started. Today, my company Brand Music is doing pretty well, touch wood. And uh, we have some fantastic Indian clients. We've got international clients also. Uh, we created the sonic identity for Vistara. We've created the sonic identity for HDFC Bank, um, for, for SBI Life, for Zomato. The zoom that you hear when you order something on Zomato is created by Brand Music. Uh, we've also created the global sonic identity for MasterCard across 190 countries. So um, we are spreading our wings and we are going global. We're setting up uh, an office in Los Angeles as we speak. And uh, we've already opened up a collaboration in Dubai. So um, yeah, sonic branding is going places and uh, it's only it was only possible because of the convergence of uh, my my you know experience in branding and my experience in music yeah that's really how sonic branding and brand music uh, really came about rajiv how would you describe the jazz music scene in india now you know i read uh, a lovely quote by a famous jazz writer he begins his book by saying jazz will always be the concern of the minority and that's you know the two words they're concern and minority concern is there will always be a minority that is concerned about jazz that is interested in jazz that wants to you know keep jazz going uh, and that becomes very, very important for this minority so jazz will never be a mass uh, kind of music especially so in India even in the US where jazz originated from, I would still say it is still the concern of the minority. So having said that, there are some fantastic new jazz talent that I'm seeing, especially in Bombay and I'm sure in Bangalore, in Delhi, in Calcutta, there are there are a lot of young jazz musicians. One is, uh, you know, following them and seeing various things that they put up on YouTube or Facebook, etc, etc. So the good news is that jazz is alive and well. Uh, the not so good news is that it's not easy to make a living being a true blue jazz musician. Uh, you may have to look at other sources of income, whether it is, you know, doing sessions in a studio, whether it is running a music business on the side, even while performing, or even playing the bigger gigs for, you know, more popular bands for, you know, maybe Bollywood, etc. But keep your jazz passion going. So uh, even the great Louis Banks, you know, did 
lots and lots of jingles uh, in, in the good old days but also maintained his uh, fantastic jazz music kills and band so yes jazz music is alive and well there's loads of talent that is that is coming so i'm not really worried uh, about the future of jazz jazz will always live but it will always live for a certain section of uh, the audience you know rajiv i'm curious and i'm sure our listeners would be as well is anyone else in your family musical well uh, you know uh, my parents weren't particularly musical in the sense that none of them were musicians nor were my brothers or even the immediate family there were no musicians but uh, home was always full of the arts my mother was a bharatanatyam dancer and my dad used to love his kathakali and uh, he was also he loved theater plus we used to have the good old vinyl players at home and uh, there was uh, uh, my mother because she was born and brought up in ceylon had a bit more of a global uh, musical sense so we used to listen to frank sinatra and all you know that genre of music but at the same time she being a bharatanatyam dancer we used to uh, listen to you know lot of carnatic music as well as lot of malayalam music uh, which we we used to hear so the whole ethnic feel really was there coming to my immediate family my wife um, uh, is not a musician my wife meera meera says that somebody has to listen so <laughs> she is my uh, most honest critic and i value her feedback <clears throat> after every concert my two daughters revathi and rohini both of them sing very well but they have not taken up music full time uh, my younger daughter rohini is actually launching her first single but she is working in advertising like me in ogilvy and in bangalore the copywriter there a copy supervisor and my elder daughter revathi is a psychologist who has done music therapy and so also uses music uh, in uh, in a healing sense for her uh, you know whoever she counsels as a counselor so uh, yeah they are both using music uh, in some way so but not professionally and um, Yeah so that that was my musical inspiration and where it all came from Would you like to tell us anything about how you're feeling after your recent shows here and about your music right now Well nothing more to add really um, except that the Bangalore tour was a dream come true and uh, doing so many concerts and filling up four venues on four separate days all the venues were houseful it was truly a, a fantastic feeling that you know my good old bangalorians are still you know following me and interested in coming to watch and listen to my music that's really heartening and um, i'm really happy uh, at my journey so far and I'm really looking forward to creating the Jazz Plorations album and offering it as a tribute to all those who love my music. Yeah. So that's really it. I just say let's play on. Thank you very much Rajiv Raja for speaking with me and to our listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Spotlight with Sandhya. I would love to hear from you. Do post your views. The links are in the bio below. I'll be back soon with another interesting guest. Until then, take care.